0: You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. This morning, the title of my message today is Lifting Up a Fragrance of Worship. I want to talk about the fragrance of worship this morning. I mean, after coming out of that worship that we had, that there was a sweet aroma that was lifted to the king this morning. It can be difficult to transition (laughs) from, I'm in the throne room, to um, time to listen to a teacher. So, you know, my advice today, just don't. Just stay in the throne room. Just picture Jesus and um, allow whatever he has to say this morning that he chooses to say through me um, penetrate your heart, um, but stay in the throne room. You know, sometimes when people teach and who have anointing to teach, you may feel, um, you may feel emotions come to the surface. I just encourage you today: don't let them pass by, don't shove them down, as you feel your emotions, allow your heart to experience what God's doing in you. A lot of the times we want to hold back our tears or we want to hold back our joy because it seems inappropriate. I think if you've been here long enough, you know that's that's not an issue. We realize that sometimes God does things that's super inappropriate to, uh, for us and makes us uncomfortable um, when the Holy Spirit's in the room because he is the comforter. And he gives us a reason again to long for him. Makes us real uncomfortable. So as you feel, and, and, you know, whatever's going on in your heart, as you feel emotions this morning, allow yourself to feel them. Don't hold back your tears. Let them drop on your face. You can wipe all that stuff off later. Get your tissues. Um, and a lot of times those emotions will come in in the mundane things that people say. I've been to many conferences and Set under teachers where I didn't even know what they were saying. Like, I was so, I was just being so, um, Jesus was so present with me. I was being encountered by his spirit so heavily. I didn't know what they are up there saying. All I can remember was like, man, that dude's carrying something because I, all I can remember is I was just crying or I was just laughing or I was down under my chair um, just moaning in a big conference room. Very quiet conference room um, because the Lord was moving on me. And I refuse to miss a moment that he says is important for me. I refuse it. Whether I look silly or whether people don't understand radical obedience to the Father. That's what I want my life. The fragrance of the worship of my life. That's what I want to go up to him. So, let's think, when we think of fragrance in the Bible, we think Old Testament, right? We think the Jewish priests in the temple, in the tabernacle, we think the Ark of the Covenant, we think sacrifices. So, in the Old Testament, the priests would, they would offer sacrifices for sins and burnt offerings and incense for worship to God. And this would fill the temple with the aroma of worship to the Lord. We needed both things. The presence of God, which was in the Ark of the Covenant before Jesus. And we needed the sacrifices. And we needed the temple for it to go in. Okay, so what does that mean for us now on the other side of the cross? Then there was the temple, there was the Ark of the Covenant, which they called the Ark of the Testimony, which is beautiful in itself. The testimony, his very presence had to be hosted this way because at that time we would have died because before our union with the Spirit, we wouldn't be able to host his presence like now we can and so that Ark of the Covenant was how, in, in the temple, was how the presence of God was hosted so that man could come and worship him. And they called it the Ark of the Testimony because when the Father, it was the Father being present with them through the testimony of who he'd been to them. When God's present with us, when we feel his presence, it's because he's present with us and when he's when he's present not only is he he's so big he's so incredible not only is he just present with us in this in this physical way that we know from being next to the people that we love but he's all that and the history that we have with him who he's been not just to us but to all of mankind is present with us, and I love how they call that the ark of the testimony, the testimony, when he's present with us, the testimony of who he is is with us, it's beautiful. So what does that mean for us now? Now we get to host the presence of the Lord, right? (laughs) I don't ever want to take that for granted because that's incredible all in itself, that I get to host his presence. In Exodus 40, Moses and Aaron, okay, I don't have, I'm using this to get somewhere today. So mark that in your notes, Exodus 40, that whole chapter, Um, go back, read it, look over it if you have time. I don't have time to read the whole chapter because I'm using this portion to get somewhere today. But in Exodus 40, We know Moses and Aaron, God has called them to build the tabernacle so that they could host the presence, the ark of the testimony, the ark of the covenant. And and there was build the tabernacle just so. There were specific instructions. The tabernacle, there was a specific image that God revealed to Moses and Aaron for the tabernacle that it had to be just so made in that specific image so that it could host the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, and so that man could come and worship him so that those fragrances could be released. And in that, when they did and they followed those instructions, they looked at the image and the, that God revealed to them and they did it just so, the tabernacle was being able to, the, the Ark of the Covenant was able to be brought into the tabernacle. And then something happened. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. That was capable because all the image was just so. The tabernacle was made just so. The Ark of the Covenant was just so. The presence was there. And then through that, the glory of the Lord was able to rest there. People could not go in there when the glory of the Lord was resting because it was dangerous. Now on this side of the cross, he made a way. (laughs) <laughs> for us to be able to become the temple made in the very image of God to reveal his character in the earth through us, the temple, and his presence is now hosted through us, through the Holy Spirit, right? In 1 Corinthians six nineteen, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, who you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and through that same Spirit, He is present with us, and through that same Spirit, the glory of the Lord now can rest upon the temple. And we are the temple of the Lord. So let me get this straight. Does that mean that I get access to the glory of the Lord without having to do a thing But bear the image that I was already made in. Because I was made just so. (laughs) I was made with this in mind to carry the glory of the Lord. Here's how the glory of the Lord has access to my life. Through that same spirit. Listen, it wasn't until they came in to worship. The worship the worship the place of worship the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle okay we're getting somewhere first peter 2:5 you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ that's first peter 2:5 That same glory that filled the temple that before our union would have killed us now can rest on us. How do we attract that glory? Our worship. (laughs) Now we are the temple that the presence of the Holy Spirit is hosted in. And through that same spirit, it becomes possible to become a living sacrifice, a walking, living, breathing worship to the Lord. My life becomes the worship. My life. And as I'm living, the glory of the Lord can rest upon me just as I live and I breathe and I have my being in him. And I don't have to do anything or work anything up because I realize that this is worship to the Lord. And because of that, his glory is resting upon me. All the pieces are in place. What if his glory has been waiting to rest, and it's just been waiting for our minds to be quickened. It's been waiting for our minds to be transformed to the truth that my life is worship, and that gives it access. It's been waiting for me to be present in in the worship of my life. We're getting somewhere. Our lives are worship. 2 Corinthians 2.15, for we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We are the aroma. Our lives lift up a fragrance to the Lord. Romans 12.1, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. How do we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice? Here, here in this, right here in Romans 12.1, it says, offer your bodies. This word offer, if you want to put that up on the screen, Rachel. Who wants to take a go at sounding out how you say this word? <laughs> do I have any taker? Ooh, that sounded pretty good. (laughs) Barbie knows. Parastemi. I don't got that good tongue roll, but parastemi. Okay, this word offer here, in other translations it says present, but this word here, this Greek word at the beginning of this verse in 2 Corinthians, or in Romans 12.1, it means to present. And it also means to be present. This is the same word that they used in Luke, um, in Luke two, t- starting at twenty two down through forty, when Mary and Joseph took Jesus to be consecrated at the temple, and and, and they consecrated him to God. That's Luke 2, down through 40, um, if you want to put that in your notes to look through later. But Mary and Joseph took him to the temple to consecrate him to the Lord. And this is the same word they use, present to, present, to offer. Okay, and so it means to be present and to present something. All right, we're going somewhere with this. If I'm offering my body as a liver, living sacrifice— to Christ. And that is holy and pleasing and it lifts up an aroma to the Lord. This is what true proper worship is. How do I offer myself? I, I, need, I need to present my life consecrated to him. And I need to be present in that worship to him. Okay, I was... I was in the car the other day and I was talking to the Lord and he started talking to me about this, lifting, lifting, lifting this fragrance to him and that it, that it, that it, this beautiful fragrance of worship and that my life can be worship. And the first thing that I went to was like, okay, how do I schedule out more time in my schedule to like make more time to worship? How do I, how do I, cause I, cause I want to be obedient to what he's saying. How do I schedule more time in my schedule to make time to just sit and worship? And the Holy Spirit in the middle of me like f- filing through the cabinets of in my brain of how to schedule this with the time that I have right now. Um, the Holy Spirit just sweetly kind of stopped me in my tracks. And he said... What if you stopped trying to make more room and more time for worship and started being more intentional about recognizing the worship in all that you do so that you can actually be present in that worship and become a participator, therefore a partaker in my glory? One of my favorite verses in the bible a couple of verses second peter um 1 through 4 and it it talks about being partakers of his divine nature i love those verses because it's like oh there it is there's there's the gospel right here this is this is how we do everything um and it talks about knowing him gives us access to being a partaker in his nature. And the word partaker is also coincides with participator. And so as that's one of my favorite things, and the Lord has spoken to me over the years in that, that when you're a participator, you get to be a partaker. That's something that's just beautiful about the way the kingdom works. If you're a participator, you get to be a partaker. And so when we... When we realize that it's not about these scheduled out worship times, but it's about my life becoming consecrated to him and everything that I do is worship, that will be so when I'm present in that. When I'm present and aware that this is my worship to you. I'm being a participator in it. My mind is being transformed to the truth that all that I do in all things is worship to you then I get to be a partaker of the glory of that. I get to be a partaker when the glory, the glory can come and rest on that worship because I'm present in it. If he shows up and I'm not present, I can't be a partaker in that. He shows up, but when I'm present, I get to be a partaker of the glory. That's good news. That's good news. You know, I, I'm not, I've stopped being worried about the way that my worship sounds, the sound that's being lifted up. You know, when we're talking about just our worship time, I've stopped being worried about that. And I'm more focused in on what's what's the fragrance that's being released? What's the aroma that's going to the throne room? Is it pleasing to the Lord? Does it smell sweet to him? Is it untainted by performance and competition and comparison? Is it untainted by selfishness and unforgiveness? Is it untainted, beautiful aroma to the king? Who cares if I'm off key or if I'm screaming and they have to turn me down? Sometimes you got to just scream something out, you know? Sometimes you got to be like, yes! And something happens, people, something happens when we do that. Something happens when it stops being about my performance. It stops being about what I look like. It stops being about the me show. And it starts becoming about the fragrance that's being lifted up to the king. Something happens in, in, in our culture when we live that. It's not about my schedule my time my calendar it's not about what I'm up to or what I need to get done what's the fragrance that's being released when I get up in the morning as I wake up and as I breathe and as I live and I have my being it's worship to you God as I get ready and put my clothes on it's worship to you God I'm present with you you're present with me and this is my worship as I give my time it's worship to you father as I prepare for this message, it's worship to you. As I prepare to come to church, it's worship to you. As I sit in my chair, in my seat, it's worship to you because I am present with you. And it's worship. Because we, we don't have to do something to be worship. We've already became the place that hosts the worship. So all we have to do is show up and it's worship. Will we, will we choose to be present in our worship with him? And it stops becoming about let me go deep diving into the eternal things of my soul and figure out how I can love him more and pursue him more and do more for the kingdom of God in order to please him. But realize that me living and being is the most pleasing aroma I could ever give him. And in that truth, in that transformation of my mind, that's when God can do something with that worship. That's when God can do something with my life laid down that says, I'll follow you anywhere. Wherever you're going, I'm going with you too. He's like, oh, I know. You're coming with me because that fragrance needs to be released. That fragrance needs to go out of the building. That fragrance needs to go out into the nations. Who? Because when other people, when the aroma starts filling the nations, other aromas start going up. It's not just about me and mine. There's a corporate aroma that God is looking for the church to release, but who will be present in their life of worship consecrated to him? What if we stop being worried about if my fruit looked like everybody else's fruit, but just worried that, but just focused on when the garden keeper comes through and tastes my fruit, it's sweet. It tastes good to him. He doesn't want to spit it out and plant another tree. He comes through for the choice fruits in my garden. What if we worried about honoring God with the fruit of my life? Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 talks about how we honor God with the first fruits of our land. What if we honored God with the fruits of our worship? Said this is yours tasted. Is it pleasing to you? This is a get-to gospel. We get to bring him something. We get to give him a sacrifice of worship. Don't read that verse about our, in Romans 12:1 and think, well, I got to bring my sacrifice to the Lord again today. Just holding on by a string, but I'll give it to you as worship. Maybe you'll add another thread so I don't just unravel. Listen, it is a get to. We get to bring him a sacrifice on this side of heaven. We won't get a give when we get there with him. There is something, there's an aroma that only can be released on this side of heaven. And even the angels come and look and see look, they're doing it again. How are they doing it? They're doing it again. Who is man? That he's mindful of them. I want to be able to release an aroma on this side of heaven while I can. While I can. I get to. I get to, in the face of disappointment, give him my worship. I get to, in the face of losing my job, give him my worship. I get to be worship in that position not by doing something, not by laying down, not by crying, not by laughing, but by deciding to be present in it with him face-to-face, eye-to-eye, saying, here's my worship, Jesus. It's my life. I will not be turned. I will not be swayed. I will not be moved by the things of this world. I will stand firm and present with you in my worship. I, I want to I be consecrated like that to the Lord. And you can say things like that with conviction when you live it. And when you've been in the face of disappointment and you've done it. Let it be a get to when, when that happens for you. Let, let the Holy Spirit prepare you for it to be a get to right now. Because things in life come. Come. This, you know, the storm comes to the, or the rain comes to the good, the wicked and the good or whatever, however the saying goes. It comes for everybody. But we get to give him our worship. That's the hope and disappointment. We get to bring something. It's actually super good news. When I allow myself to be present with him, even in the struggle, even in the mess of my life, it becomes worship. And it wasn't for nothing. I actually got to bring him something. That's good news. I'll end with this. Ephesians 5, two. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. As we walk in this perfect, in this image that he made us in, the image of love, we become that fragrant offering to the king. It's all wrapped up and the foundation is love always. We cannot do it in our own strength. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the spirit of love inside of us. Listen, let your generosity be worshiped to him. Let the time that you give be worshiped to him. Let your servanthood be worshiped to him. Let the way that you love be worshiped to him. Let the way that you care be worshiped to him. But let the mundane be worshiped to him. Let the waking up and the walking through the house in the morning and, and the eating the Cheerios and let the getting in the car and the going to work and not having to say a thing, but I'm present with you, and I know that you're present with me, and, and, and that my attention is towards you. Let that be your worship. I, I believe that God will change everything if we live that way. It's not an impossibility to become aware in all things that he's present with me. Will you guys stand with me this morning? Rachel, could you play the Show Me Your Glory song that you were playing this morning? I just, you know, want to make room for an invitation for each of us this morning to be able to make that, that consecration to the Lord, that showing up, that being present. Presenting you with myself, my life. Being present with you in all that I do, that I will be worship to you. That my life would be the loudest, most radical worship I could ever give, I could ever bring. And I believe as we do that this morning, we're going to welcome the glory of the Lord to come and rest on our lives. We're going to welcome the glory of the Lord that's been waiting all along to come and rest in the temple that's been prepared for it since before the foundations of the world. He prepared us through the cross, through the spotless lamb, through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us to be carriers of his glory, image bearers of his nature and carriers of his glory. So this morning, as we listen to this song and, and we turn it up and, and let this wash over us, let this be our prayer. And, and in your own way, however you want to make that, that I, I give my life to you. I give my all to you. I give my life as worship to you, God. This is my, me consecrating my, my whole life as worship. Let it be a fragrant aroma to you, God. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.